to Rig for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank. And I am Ollie. Welcome to episode, what is it, 42 now? Man, we're, we're just chugging along. Yeah, yeah, they're piling up. I kind of look back at uh, on iTunes to see if we got any like hate reviews. Not really. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed, I was like scrolling down, I'm like, shit, we've done a lot of these. We've done a lot. We actually got a new review. I don't know if you saw it. We got a new review yesterday, which would have been a week before no. this podcast airs. No, I didn't see that. And, you know, another 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 good review, someone giving us praise on keeping it real and doing our thing and being genuine. And, you know, I appreciate that because I, I tried, I think we try to be. We try. Right? So <laughs> we try. I mean we've like with Luke's episode last time, that was uh that was a little it was a little different and it was a little bit more raw than what it we was. Liked. Yeah. It was a little bit more raw, I think, than our usual program, but I think that I don't know. It's it's good to cut loose every once in a while and I think we all do it and I think it's it's okay. Like I don't I don't know if that's who we are and I don't know that any of us are the same person a hundred percent of the time. No. Right? And so yeah. I think it's good that we kinda see the not try and hide the spectrum of, of who we are as people. Well, it's interesting because everyone always has this like opinion of like who you are when they right. see like little like snippets of either this podcast or totally. you at work or social or whatever. These little like windows into like parts of your life, but aren't exactly all of your life. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's important to, to know, right? Like I, I, as I know that we do it and I'm not saying that we're celebrities, but for a lot of you, this is the only <laughs> way that you know us is through this podcast. Uh-huh. Right. And so I know that we do this for even like, even for let's take Brad, for example, right? Someone who's moderately, who's, who's famous in this kind of space. And a lot of people know him only through videos. Show Recon Brad. Yeah. Show Recon Brad. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, you only, you only know him in that one sphere. There's, there's probably just like us. There's probably work Frank and work Ali. Yep. And then there's family Frank and family Ali and so on, right? And so it's like there's, there's a lot of yous, I guess you could say that all that you that you they're all you. But I don't know. I guess the 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 settings and the conditions definitely change. You know what may take what might take place or be said. And it's you know, I think it's good to know that people are a lot more diverse and dynamic than just being the person you hear on a YouTube or a podcast. Or or they're just dealing with all kinds of shit that you have no that too, right? clue about. That too. Like, we don't know what kind of shit or they're dealing with and what kind of, like, good news and bad news they may have recently come across. Like, yep. there's highs and lows, and they could happen at the fraction of a second. Like, I was not not to, like, hijack this because I was literally just looking at Facebook and I was looking at one of the FJ Cruiser pages. Uh-huh. And it's a fitting story, actually. And um, this father-son was buying his son he was buying his son his first car and they bought an fj cruiser that was like far away because they were driving out of state uh-huh. and they were driving they had just purchased it they made a stop in chicago to spend the night and they got up at 5 a.m the truck the rest of the, the rest of the way home 546 just outside of chicago um two cars were racing on the highway one of them cut the lane and clipped them and their car their their fj Ugh. cruiser that they've owned for less than 24 hours rolled five to six times oh god gone they're both in the hospital they're both okay dad posted the pictures of the fj just rolled um <laughs> surprisingly held up like the actual cab was intact and yeah. it was still structurally like there's space it uh-huh. didn't collapse and but i mean like that like prime example right you went from an ultra high this kid got his first car it was an fj cruiser like fully kitted out with like bumpers and skids and like you know super f- excited both father son right and then just not even 12 hours later the vehicle they just bought is totaled and they're in the hospital. Yeah. Like it's 
you know like it, it it's just an insight into how quickly things can change sure yeah i mean on, on that note it's funny because i at the beginning of last week um on monday posted this little meme of it's this kid like there's this like big like barrel of water just gushing down off off camera and it just looks like it's almost like a, a runoff like drainage thing going into the ocean is what it looked like anyways oh i did see that yeah, one just yes. pouring down into this like <laughs> pit it's making in the sand right i did see that <laughs> and of course being a kid you're like oh that looks like fun so yeah. this kid just like fully approaches it full confidence walks right into it and just gets buried gets, gets completely pushed face first into the in the in the however deep that hole was dude <laughs> and i i tend to like use stuff like that when i'm going through my own shit like just to like bring light and just have a laugh and you know share yeah. that laugh with people but some guy and you know i'm not calling him out because he later did respond and he's like sorry you know didn't mean to like come across as like a dick i'm like yeah it's cool but you know you don't you never know what people are going through and he had, he had responded like oh well you know uh, me and my wife and my 16 year old kid are about to be homeless so and i'm like fuck somebody it's like it's like somebody reached across the table smack mom you know like right you're like whoa like i thought we were all just sitting here having dinner and you know things got real all of a sudden right and then you know so i immediately like kind of got fired and you know fired up and went to respond and i was going to respond oh at least you know um you weren't told that your baby was dead in your mom and your wife's you know belly and which would have been really fucked up and not yeah not the nicest thing to throw in the community right at that moment and so i dm'd him i'm like hey i was going to respond to you with this and i told him and i'm like but i realize you have no idea right you have no idea what i'm going through and how i'm dealing with shit and honestly it's all relative like there's children out there starving but i'm not going to feel guilty for eating my food i'm going to appreciate what i have and you know right enjoy enjoy the life that i'm building and when right. that changes then i will one day have a different perspective but for now it's like my perspective is this. I am not about to lose my house. Thank God. Knock on wood somewhere. Um, that guy is. That sucks. I feel for him. And, I've, you know, back in the 2008-2009 uh, recession, we lost our house. I, yeah. I know exactly, like, you know, how it is to suddenly think you're going one way and then life And have the rug just pulled out from under you. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. But, you know, this guy, I think what upset me the most is it's that whole thing where it's like, oh, like, you want to impose that on me when in reality I'm going through my own shit and I'm trying to make light of it, but you got it. You got, you went serious. So, okay, let's be serious. Right. You know? Right. I think it's this mentality that a lot of us have. And it's, I think part of it is, um, sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts because I've got like a million things because you're right. This is a very personal topic. And so I have a million things kind of stirring in my head of how I could relate to this. Mm. But there's a couple things. The first one is I think a lot of us have, this idea culturally speaking right now where we should be constantly walking on eggshells because we don't know what someone else is going through right and i think that goes both ways i don't think it's all it's always has to be on the person who's putting out content or, or saying things in public or even saying things around friends and family the person who is going through shit should also know that not everyone knows you're going through shit right and that you shouldn't like expect people to be walking on eggshells around you or not around you if you're on instagram like come on what the expectation like, is the entire world 
understands that you're going through problems and they shouldn't enjoy themselves. Totally. Like that's not, that doesn't make any sense. It's not rational. Well, it's almost like the society where it's like participation prizes and fucking, uh, um, everyone has to look out for everybody else in, in terms of their emotions and their feelings. And I think we've, we've kind of lost the plot on that. We've gone a little bit too extreme and, you know, whether it's political correctness or just making sure that everybody's included and everybody's okay. And it's like, well, you know what, as long as I'm not like, um, hating against your culture or your skin color or your sexual bias, you know, preference, whatever, um, or whatever you identify with, as long as I'm not like making you feel like I'm attacking you in those regards, right? Everything else. Like if I don't like the fucking color shirt you're wearing, that's my fucking prerogative to think. And it's your problem. Your salmon color shirt. <laughs> It's garbage in my opinion and it's my it's my problem because I don't like it but right. you love it so good for you yeah. but I'm still entitled to my opinion yeah you can say you don't like it but that's your problem not the person who's wearing the shirt yeah right that's that's your issue you deal with it however you want to but I think and I and I think also I I hate the fact that that we have become such a binary culture where where it's it's only this not that like it, like it can't be two things at once for example right you can't you can't support. Um, I don't want to get super controversial. Well, but you fuck can't it. support Trump without you know being a bigot. No, or or this, or you can't support that you know people are being murdered by cops and at the same time respect cops. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. You you absolutely can. I absolutely can can say that I am against the abuse of power, but that I respect the honorable duty that most cops carry out. Right. That most officers dedicate their lives to. Right. I, you can be both. Right. And, and, and it's the same thing where you can have fun and be sympathetic. And sure. I think that's the problem where as as culturally, I don't even know how we got into this, but but culturally, like, I think that's where we have really kind of missed the bus. And we've really kind of created conflict because we've decided that everything has to be binary. It has to be this or that. There's no gray area. And well, the fact is that life is nothing but gray what area. What sucks is it's it's come from a place of all-inclusiveness, which has now become everything so inclusive that if you're not to that level, you're you're now like anti that. Like yeah. you're anti-inclusion when reality is like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for people living their lives, but some shit's not for me. Right. And I and I don't think that's that's necessarily wrong with being inclusive. Like I said, I think I think we just need to understand that it cuts both ways, right? Like everything. Right? Like this is another a great example of right of how things cut both ways, right? We like our freedoms, we enjoy our constitutions and that and, and our constitution, excuse me, and the freedoms that that offers us. Well, that cuts both ways. Right? That means that 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 yes, you can you have the right to practice whatever religion you want say whatever you want in public and go out there and get in your soapbox with a megaphone and try to convince people to join your religion or practice your practice you know your political party beliefs that also means that some dude down the street can burn the flag right you may hate it that may drive you nuts to your core but he can do it it cuts both ways and if if we're going to start imposing on rights then you have to understand that your freedoms is the same freedoms as everybody else and however they choose to exercise those right you also can't get upset for someone exercising it because you don't agree with it again i mean as long as it doesn't turn violent or people somebody's getting oppressed or persecuted for right. a thought and belief i mean it's funny i joked jillian had posted something and i said yeah everything's like totally cool as long as you're not a nazi basically and it's like yeah i mean as, as long as you're not part of some like hate group that's you know 
proactively trying to discriminate against and, and bring people down and marginalize yeah. people right absolutely then I don't give a fuck what you do yeah I don't care I really don't care you do you man like I think that's kind of the the thing and I think that a lot of us and you know what I'm not even going to put the blame on other people like me included right a lot of us get wrapped up mm-hmm. in and passionate and kind of sometimes we get we we swap emotions for logic and for clear headedness and you know we get wrapped up in it and we just want to be right and we want to win yeah right and i think that's part of the issue is that you know like i said earlier right like there's there is no right and wrong in a lot of these issues right a lot of it's gray area and you have to understand that you know our freedoms cut both ways man yeah so i mean the tangent started with you know me getting this this like kind of message (laughs) on on the gram and you know really being taken aback and of course you know reaching out the guy's the guy's cool and you know he's going through a shit time in his life Absolutely. but it's like yeah you don't i mean if you're going through a shit time tell people about it if you really want people to know otherwise shut the fuck up and like don't come on my page and try to like you know i don't need your perspective honestly like for the most part like i'm just dealing with my own and, and i think it like you said right like you know when you're not going to feel sorry for you know, yes there's starving there's hunger in the world but you're still going to enjoy what you're you're going to be grateful for what you have right and i think that's that's the key right that's the key to a lot of conversation to a lot of conflict is that i can be having a horrible moment in my life and appreciate your success sure right and be grateful that at least my friends and loved ones are doing well and that i know that all things are temporary right or i can be having a fantastic life and i can be compassionate to someone who is not at that moment right that doesn't you you can be both and that's okay and you shouldn't have to feel guilty or feel like crap or be made to feel like crap or feel like you're right or wrong in either in any of those situations right and same thing whether you're in a relationship with someone right or not i don't care who you're in a relationship with right i can be happy for you even if i don't agree with you right and that's i think that's where we we kind of tend to be very our our words are strict but our emotions might be a little more flexible totally um well, on that note, just to <laughs> set the... Man, we went deep quick on set this the one. Mood. Yeah, like right out the gate. <laughs> right um, out of the gate. <laughs> we are in my... Uh, we're basically in my RV lot, where, yeah. which has now been turned into my Jeep uh, This has been kind of a blessing, though, right? Garage. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. This, this space is fantastic for what you're doing. It's like three cars could fit on this stretch of... The slab. Slab. Um, but yeah, it's now, my, uh, it's now my Jeep garage. Yeah. And uh, it's been hot as hell. It has been hot. We're going through a heat wave, a 10-day heat wave in California. So we're like right in the middle of it. We still have like five or six more days. And I've got a few days, you know, I'm like uh, T minus one, two, three, four days, four yeah. days before I got to leave and literally have disassembled the entire, the entire suspension. And you have pictures before today of, of, of what as, you... Yeah, as the progress has been going on, I've right. taken some shots. I mean, I always kick myself because I never do a great job as to like... Documenting everything. Documenting, but I'm really... I didn't set out to do this big documentary thing. I just set out to like mad dash to get to Rubicon. Yeah. So I call this my road to Rubicon and literally this... Uh, Kate's been on jack stands for a solid three, At least two weeks. At three least, weeks. At least, yeah. 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 And, you know, it was a little tough getting my... My stuff to Icon, but finally was able to get it over there so I can get the rebuild done. So we're doing some interesting things there. We're, we're getting uh, all the shocks rebuilt. And then I've got them retrofitting some stuff where uh, it's not it's not anything like that comes spec from Icon, but it's some like modifications that I've asked them to make for me. Are you changing any of the valving or anything well, like that? Well, the valving they've already helped with. Okay. So 
they put more valving in because of the weight of the Jeep. Uh, the springs, unfortunately, they couldn't help me with, which I may not be able to get around to, but she needs, she needs stiffer springs because the kit that Icon sells out of the box is pretty good for a standard Jeep with a couple mods, you know, like a weekend warrior style, not a full on overland overbuilt, you know, heavy ass. Not when you're capacity. adding a few thousand pounds to the, yeah, to the and, vehicle weight. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what they told me, um, over at Icon themselves. It's like, Hey Ali, I know you want stiffer springs but dude we make our suspension for a pretty standard jeep without like a full-on rooftop tent rack fridge cabinet steal everything you right know? right which is good to know like if you're if you're getting an icon suspension system like you know keep that in the back of your head you absolutely may, you might want to shop alternative springs yeah you may you may want to look into springs and as i as i get into it myself i will have a better understanding of kind of where my weight is and the springs that i'm going to end up with and i can share that knowledge uh with you um, but anyways, but they, they are coming through and what I'm actually doing is on the rear shock side, the fixed, the fixed reservoirs, they're fixed mounted. So right. you can't move they're them out of the way. They're attached to the body of the shock. They're attached to the body of the shock. So when you're under such severe load and with such a soft spring, the rear will compress a lot of my rig and I'm not speaking to anyone else, but on my rig, the rear. Right tended to compress a substantial amount coming off of a rock and what that would end up doing is bottoming out the shock and as the shock would bottom out that reservoir comes really close to contact right with the ground especially with an air down tire right right that shock is a little precarious when it's fully compressed for sure it's exposed right and so the danger that you that you face is clipping that reservoir off ouch and so what i'm hoping is is in doing this I can actually, you know, test it out, check it out, see if it like actually improves the situation, which I think it will. And maybe, I don't know, but maybe Icon will take a look at it and be like, oh, this is something we could offer, like maybe like an Overland spec. Exactly. You know, but I'm not going to tell them how to do their job. I, yeah. All I know is this is what I need um, to avoid that eventuality from happening again to me. Um, yeah, but chances are that, you know, if, if you're coming, if you're seeing that as a, as, as a, I don't want to say a weak point, but as a as a point of improvement, correct. Um, then others are too. So it's definitely it's it's, it's good feed, it's good feedback. I guess is my point. Well, the cool thing is you've been you've been on the Rub uh, not the Rubicon. You've been in Moab with right. me. We've done like the 3D pickle yeah. uh, trails, and you know we've been on some pretty some gnarly solid, trails. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid shit. So this and it's the same suspension I had, and it was able to. It handled um, all of it like a champ. Yeah, it handled everything Absolutely. and felt great. wasn't wasn't a bad ride at all. I mean, so. to be clear, I was thoroughly impressed, as were many others on the trail. Where I remember showing up on those trails, and we've talked about it before, with people kind of shaking their heads and going and looking at you like going, "Is this thing? Is he really going to take this on this trail?" Is New York City, right? You know, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, get the rope. Yeah, like, <laughs> they were like, "You're really going to bring that on these trails?" It's like super, like heavy pig overland what rig. The shit is. <laughs> That on your <laughs> on the top of your vehicle <laughs> what the fuck are you you know and then and then you know when you would start kind of going over these obstacles they were just like huh look at that <laughs> well i mean granted i wasn't super cocksure of myself either no no so no, no, no. And i'm not out, saying that at all i remember sitting out i was like hey you know just so you know i'm not sure how this is all gonna work totally out. <laughs> i can leave i can i could turn around and i could go back and do something else you know, and, and they were right. all cool. They're like, no, no, like you know, what was his name? Uh, was it Dust Dusty? No. Oh, I can't remember now. They From just, Sexton Racing. Yes, yeah, Sexton Racing. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, 
we'll get you through whatever. We'll winch you up. We'll pull you up. Whatever. And, and I had I have confidence in, in like his in his assessment. If he says that he's because he's also looking at it from the standpoint of he's taking on the res, part of partially the responsibility sure. of bringing you on this trail, right? Because yep. he's leading the he's leading the run, and yeah. he's got to get you out of there if you get in, yep. right? And so like if he says that that you can do it, then I'm I that definitely gave me some confidence. And sure enough, man, like that dude was like, that dude was surgical in the way he set up vehicles and the way he guided totally. them through. Like that guy was impressive, man. But I mean, I mean we've covered that. Go back. Yeah, I think absolutely. towards the beginning of our podcast. Absolutely. Um, but this, back to the point of suspension, like, so me saying that there's room for improvement for this type of rig is not to discredit how well it's performed. Totally. Um, it could just be better. It's just, yeah, it's just experience and things that you've noticed. Absolutely. And it's not so much better in terms of like quality wise, because the quality is great. Nothing's broken on me. It's just, um, well, I mean, minus the reservoir thing, right? It's just the way things are set up for the type of rig. Totally. You know? So anyways, long story short, uh, I should be able to pick that up. I was hoping to get it on Friday, but I'm, I'm going to end up picking it up tomorrow. And then I've got tomorrow night to get it all reassembled, which is bump stops. Yeah, uh, it's front and rear shocks. Well, front coilovers, rear uh, shocks, and then uh, steering stabilizer. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot. It has to get reinstalled. In. It's a lot. And like, and like you said earlier, right? Like Kate's on jack stands. Wheels are off. When I came last weekend, the the rear axle was off. It was sitting over in the side. Yep, that's back on. We right. That. We put the rear axle yep. back on. Put all the links on and the spring back in. And that took us that took us an afternoon. Yep. to get it all together and kind of like learning as we went <laughs> dude that was you know it's and it's and it's great because that's the only way you truly understand what's involved and the next time it comes around like for you that was yeah like, i think that was the most gnarly thing you've done that was the most putting putting a, an axle back on a vehicle 100 <laughs> percent detached like literally sitting off to the side yeah. that is that is hands down the most technical thing i've done and i was pleasantly surprised at how simple it was yeah. once you kind of knew how things went back together right like it's it actually is pretty simple like it's you know it's it's four links there's not a lot there's not it. a lot to it right yeah. it's four links uh you know a, a, the pan hard and the springs like that's it's really not that much but getting the sequence correct makes a huge difference yeah we learned that the hard way <laughs> like so for me that was the first time i've ever fully removed my axle the right. entire axle housing and detached everything and you know a couple of learnings that i got from that for those of you out there who may do the same thing yourselves or, you know, want to pay a shop to do it. Um, first of all, if you if you have the money, the disposable income, have a shop do it. It's <laughs> so much easier. It's so much easier. And also, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of tools and a lot of jack stands involved. There's, well, so, I mean, I'm super paranoid. I, yeah, 100%. And so, you know, keep that in mind, too. You want to make sure you have the proper... It's not just about knowledge. It's about proper equipment and making sure that, you know, you have enough jack stands, you have enough help. Dude, and then there's, like, reports on the news, like, your Belinda earthquake. You right. Know, like, what oh, well, like that guy, that poor guy that was working on his Jeep yeah, I know. out, like, was it two years ago when we had that massive earthquake out in the desert by the yeah. Air Force Base? That guy, poor guy was working on his Jeep, and there's an earthquake, and it came off. Yep. Like, and so that kind of, like, brings the point of putting the tires at least under the under something. the Jeep. Yeah. Something, right? Because you need some kind of safety just in case. Dude. I'd much rather get a concussion than, you know, call it a day. Call always, it a, always paranoid. It, yeah, it's never it's never easy getting underneath my rig um, just because I've seen first of all I grew up with like uh, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid but there was a there was a video that you could rent that you had to be like you had to be 18 and over it was called Faces of Death yes 100% and one of the episodes of Faces 100%. of Death had this thing in the junkyard where this guy's working on his car and the car drops on top of him and 
I've never ever shaken. I don't think you could have grown up in the eighties and not seen that movie. Yeah. I feel like that was like a rite of passage for every like tween. Yeah. Right. When your buddies kind of came over and parents weren't around, it was like faces of death. (laughs) It was like, let's see who can tolerate the the gore the most (laughs) (laughs) and then have nightmares for like a week after. (laughs) Dude. So yeah. Faces of death was gnarly. And then of course, um, you were greeted again by something equally as gnarly. What I guess, depending on how old you are, anywhere from three to five years later, um, when you try to get your driver's license, did you ever go through the driver's, oh, driver's red ed? asphalt? Yeah, red asphalt yeah. on driver's ed. Oh my gosh! You know, I mean, it, and it's good. It's good to kind of get that fear in you because then you respect totally, totally. respect <laughs> it. I definitely gained a respect for the weight of the vehicle and the fact. I don't that even know if they do that anymore. Like. Uh, Oh, like those... Like, show those gnarly videos of, like, what can happen under DUI. Or, it probably you know, hurt somebody's feelings. Uh, it traumatized somebody. Yeah. They had nightmares for a month. Somebody and, cried about it, and they decided, you know what, from now on, yeah. we'll never show this again. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got triggered. I can't say that it worked, because there's still a lot of DUIs in society in the 80s. So, I can't say that it well, did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think it just, at, the, at minimum, it kind of made you aware. It definitely made you of aware. the possibilities yeah. that you're faced with uh, out there. But, uh, anyway, so, yeah... Um, been putting in a lot of work one thing i would say so for anyone who's going to do this is when you're when you're disassembling like your axle assembly there's a lot of things connected and like you said order of operations of like how you take things off you know there's i'm sure there was a better way of doing it another thing is make sure all your uh, electronic plugs are disconnected yes uh or else yes or else you're gonna end up like me uh going on to northridge's uh northridge's website and uh buying yourself a whole new dana e-locker harness just because you need the two plugs at the end because you ripped them off and when you drop the axle when i drop the axle yeah <laughs> and and i broke the the e-locker uh engagement engagement um uh plug oh from is, is the that diff, what's dangling from the diff itself no that's oh. actually the e-brake oh, okay um, cable no there's a the right where you see oh i see it yeah and just so you guys know like we are sitting in my driveway so we're looking at the jeep right now we're next to it um yeah the diff housing there's that plug that hangs well Right there, like there's another, there's a plug above that, and it's actually attached, physically attached to uh, the rear diff cover by a little, I think it's like a 10 mil bolt that's on there. And I totally broke that off. And so I had to pull that, Whoa. which was kind of a blessing in disguise because also my fill plugs decided they didn't want to back out and stripped out. So my two diff fill plugs on the diff cover stripped, which made me feel like maybe I shouldn't drain my fluid. I should just keep what's in there and hope for the best. <laughs> but once I pulled that uh, sensor plug out, I realized it's just as big as any uh, the, the, the fill hole. So I was able to get my hose in there where that sensor was, get the hose in there, fill up my diff through that hole. So I was able to do my service. But nice. Little, little things you start to learn. <laughs> little tips that you learn. And this is that's the cool thing about, like, I don't want to... I don't want to shine anyone away from doing their own work, but I do think you should definitely be prepared for the, the you know, for the, 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 the egg you're about to crack open and make sure you got everything ready for the, for the potential mess you're going to, you're going to open up. But it was a, it was an awesome learning experience, like hands down, you know, if you've got a group of friends that can, that can come by to your aid and at least kind of help guide you through the process, it's a huge learning experience. If anything for on the trail, like when something yeah. does go wrong, you can, you, you remember how it goes together and you're not as intimidated by how things go back together because at the end of the day for all the technology and for all of the geometry that was put into the vehicle and it was set up the actual building and putting it together 
it's literally like an erector set. It's just bolts and nuts and things going back together. Like, there's nothing super complicated about it. If you can do Legos, yeah, you can put exactly. The Jeep together. It's, this is like this is literally just connecting bars to to, to other things. Correct. Like, it's it's not really that complicated. But knowing the process and knowing where it's supposed to go, right, is is hugely helpful and not being intimidated by it. So that's my recommendation. Is is if you've got some friends that you're that are willing to come over that are experienced to give you a hand, I would say give it a go, man. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and make sure that. My also advice, just from experience, um, get extra hardware because inevitably something will strip. Or you'll lose it. Or you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so think, always get I extra hardware. I think i a bolt somewhere. And, and always add an extra hour or two to however long you think it's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And have Band-Aids ready. Right. Because uh, there, was like, there was like one bolt that attached to a captive nut. So the captive oh, nut. Oh, is that why your thumb is wrapped? <laughs> had a, the captive nut had a little like post that came off of it. Well, I thought. Instead of just using hand tools, I decided to pull out the power tools, and I, I'm like, oh, it'll totally go in. Didn't realize the captain nut I was using was actually smaller than the bolt. And so what ended up happening is the bolt kind of bit into the top of it and just spun that, that like, little captive nut piece. And it and it acted like a axe and just sliced straight through Whoa. my thumb. And so I had to super glue my thumb together. <laughs> That's something I haven't done since the bike shop days. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> Super glue together. And it was so shocking because it was like, it wasn't like a small cut. It was like a big cut. So like immediately pull of blood. And right. Dripping. <laughs> and it was funny because Ashton was here. I'm like, all right, Ashton, you want to, you want to go to surgery with me? And so like we went in, pulled out the alcohol and just. That's a quick way to learn if someone is, is going to pass out the side of blood or not. Yeah. I don't think I, I'm yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> he's good. But it, it did, it did make me feel like that should not be the way my thumb looks. It was like that grisly kind of like yeah. bubbly meat. No. Yeah. yeah you shouldn't, so you shouldn't gross. be seeing that, 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 that chunkiness. No. Yeah. That happened to us. I remember a long time ago in the bike shop. Um, one of our new guys cut his thumb open with a, with a, um, with a razor blade. He was opening a box and like a dumbass had his finger Oof. across the seam where he was cutting it open. <laughs> And he sliced open his thumb like a good one, like not even like a cross, but perpendicular, like almost parallel. So like diagonally across his thumb. So it was a good like inch and a half cut. And he immediately grabbed a rag and wrapped it. And we were lucky because we actually had an ER nurse that was a really good customer of ours. And she happened to be in the showroom at that moment. So we walked out and we said, hey, you know, does she does he need to go to the ER? Like, have a look at this. And she's like, yep, no problem. I'll take a look. She goes and takes a look at him. And he's got it wrapped in a rag, so he hasn't even seen it yet, right? And he opens the rag, and there's just blood everywhere. And literally, he his eyes roll back in his head, and he <laughs> rolls onto her. Like, he's on her shoulder, and she's, like, trying to stabilize his weight. And he's completely passed out on top of her. And we grab him and put him down. Poor I have guy. never seen anyone faint, but, dude, it happened in, like, less than a second. Like, he opened his – looked at it, and he goes, that's – he didn't even finish the sentence. He was like, that's – and, and he was gone. I don't know. I feel like if you own a Jeep, you need a strong stomach. Yeah, you should. You and, are going to probably cut yourself And you open. may want to know that about yourself before you set out on the trails. Right. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, man, I mean, this has been a beast of a, of a project. There's a few considerations I had going into it, which was wanted to redo all the suspension, make sure everything was dialed. Um, I had my buddy Martin come over. Uh, he also works for, like, Milestar, and he's got a um, badass TJ that's fully built up. I don't think there's anything he hasn't touched on it. Unfortunately, he had a couple more things he was going to improve on and then had some stuff come up so he won't be making this trip um, next week, but he was supposed to come. Anyways, he came over and started looking underneath everything and he's like, and he starts pointing stuff out and 
the biggest thing he pointed out was, <clears throat> and this is something I would highly recommend to any of you out there who have like very heavy rigs yourselves and do any kind of substantial crawling or even light crawling is start looking at all where everything mounts to start taking a look at where all your like links go to where your controllers all your connection points right all your connection points all the brackets because all these brackets are simply welded and from the factory they're welded on like maybe one two three points they're, they're not like welds that go all the way around necessarily either they're right. like they're almost tacked on in some cases well, i mean right? they're, they're way better than tack but yeah but they're they're like one inch one and a half inch welds versus correct. like it could be a two inch weld full they, length weld yeah right yeah so what ends up happening is over a period of time and you know the <clears throat> the thickness of this uh of this steel isn't super thick either and it's something i heard that they improved on the jls over the jk's which is what i have i have a jk um jku so anyways the the steel that you normally you get from like icon or evo or arctic like they use like a thicker like uh I want to say it's almost like a quarter inch steel, uh, maybe a little bit less, somewhere in, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Stock is like, you know, you're looking at almost like an eighth. Like it's like super thin. And yeah. I, it's surprising because this bracket is supposed to hold a lot of weight and yeah. a lot of stress. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my upper control arm uh, bracket on the oh, passenger right. side. Oh, right. That's right. I do remember that. Actually, the one side ripped up. Yeah. So the weld completely broke and then it was starting to shear at the corner. So it was starting in, the steel was starting to tear from all that torque. And I don't, I don't want to say it's common, but I've seen other people have that too and get that get that redone yep. Yep. on, and which is why on the Jeep. The and it's, yeah, and I think it's mostly, like you said, right, in the exact cases that you said, people that are carrying a lot of weight and that are putting a lot of a lot of, a lot of kind of torque, a lot of, you know, torsion and, and, and flex and, and kind of really, really putting some weight on that part and tweaking it. Like, yeah, I can definitely, you're not, yeah, I've seen that before for sure. Yeah, and, you know, I will normally go to Evo for everything having to do with, like, skids, um, you know, basically like, uh, what did I do? I, for Evo, I'd have all my like bumpers, my, my rock sliders, um, my tire carrier, like all that stuff is always Evo. And if they would have made it, I would have gone to Evo, but unfortunately they didn't. So I went to a company called Artec Industries who makes these really beefy upper control arm mounts, which yeah, those things are solid. Martin came through clutch and we went, I went, I took the whole axle assembly, which by the way, if you ever want to load up an axle assembly into your truck, get a friend because it's heavy yeah <laughs> and anyways so got it into a, a u-haul truck took it over there and he welded it back on put a fresh coat of paint on the entire xl i mean it looks beautiful now it's like yeah it looks, it looks like fantastic a whole new dana 44 axle um and you have new axles in there yeah and oh and i got the yukon uh gear yeah. axle chromoly axles for the rear so yeah, those look fantastic which by the way i would recommend if you've done a lot of stuff Pull your axles out and take a look at your spline. The spline being totally. the piece that goes into your diff. Because if, and you can see this on my Instagram account on KPG. Yeah, I was going to say you should check because you posted a really good photo that really kind of illustrates side the, dif by side. the differences. Yeah, exactly. And it was a, it was one of those things where you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like you don't realize how much force how is much being applied. How much torque is being applied, absolutely. And that's a solid piece of steel. Yeah. And that's 32 splines. So that's a really solid mating like right. connection point. And even with all that, you could see that the splines are twisting yeah. at the point of contact with the differential. They're yeah. starting to turn, and that's a lot of force. And it's a lot of force over a lot over a long time. Well, that's and that's that's yeah. how people break their axles. How, yep. That's how these axles just kind of twist. Yep, and eventually just give and give. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully, uh, with these uh, with these Yukon units, um, I'm not going to have a lot of issues in that regard. And yeah, you know, these are I think at minimum. Oh God, I 
hate to put a number out, but it's at least like half as strong, uh, stronger, and half as much stronger than. And stock. you wouldn't have known that, to be honest. Like you wouldn't have known that unless you took it apart. Bro, I was about to go do the Continental Divide trip with uh, Rebel yeah, Off-Road. We were, yeah, we were, yeah, we were both going to go, yeah. And I was about to do that without any of this. Yeah. The only the only reason why any of this came up was because uh, I was talking to Martin, and he had mentioned before, he's like, hey, you know, for a small, for a small like, you know, amount of money, we could probably get your suspension dialed in really well. And, I, and so I reached out to him, like, hey, now that I'm not doing this trip and I've got more time. Got more time, yeah. We're going to be doing this uh, Rubicon thing down the line. Maybe now's the time to kind of like look into all this. And he goes, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll come over. Well, I'm so glad he did because, yeah, we discovered that bracket and we discovered a few other things. And um, my bushings were starting to um, break down. And, you know. Yeah, they, like I was looking at one of them that you have here at the table and they're like already starting to separate. Like the bushings wall is yep. separating from the core. From the interior. Right. And uh, part of that, I will admittedly say it's a user error. You know, like I should have been greasing them more often. Uh, the grease at some point does turn into kind of like clay, it becomes very. It does thick. very kind of like it starts like yeah Coagulate, you're right basically. you're you're right yeah exactly I noticed that when we were cleaning them up and getting you know getting ready for to put them back together. So that's one thing I would recommend is you know if you guys have like uh, aftermarket suspension, which either has um, Johnny joints with grease fittings or uh, Icon style, which is like I believe it's a polyurethane sleeve right. with a center um, steel pin. Uh, I highly recommend. Being consistent with your greasing and if you haven't been take it all apart clean it up and reapply grease and then once you get it back installed shove a ton of grease in there yeah through the, through the that, ad, that adds an incredible amount of life i mean that's well, true for, sure. for jeeps toyotas for anything anything yeah anything that has a zerk fitting or requires grease it's on the, there for a reason yeah the more the the more on it that you can be like usually like for example i don't do it um because i'm not allowed to work on vehicles where i live um but when I go to the shop for my oil change, I pay the extra 20 bucks and I just say, hey, everything that has a Zerk, top it off. Make Easy. sure it's it's dialed. And it's for that reason, yep. right? for longevity. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, including your drive shafts, you yep. know. Um, I love JE, JE Real. Uh, Jim over there takes good care of me and, and the rig. And he is gracious enough to know that I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to some things. And... I took my <laughs> I took my uh, drive shop over there to get rebuilt, and he's all, "Yeah, no problem. We'll take care of it." And then he's like, "Just make sure you put some grease in there next time, you know." And so ever friendly since he said reminder. that, friendly reminder, like, "Hey, we'll take care of you, but right. you know, we may not keep taking care of you if you keep like you know forgetting to grease them." So right, I haven't forgotten, Jim. Um, but yeah, so grease, 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 and uh, what else? So you know. Another thing I have is I've got the RIP supercharger. Went yeah, through, you did some work under the hood. Cleaned out the supercharger. Um, I had uh, my buddy Josh come over who used to work over at, he was the lead tech over at Rebel for a while. And he's, he's since moved because he wanted to be closer to his family, unfortunately. He loved yeah. Rebel. I mean, it was such a good time for him and he really appreciated the work he got yeah, to do Yeah, I had the pleasure of him. He actually did all the work on the FJ from the suspension um, install that we did nice. four months ago. He did all the work and that guy is a wealth of knowledge like he is a machine when it comes to disassembly like the way that he disassembled things and put things back together so quickly and it was it was just a process and he was just like a machine working through it yeah josh is awesome yeah josh i mean he's 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 just a and he's a really great guy yeah like, and he's a, super nice super yeah. nice dude and uh, i think he went to go work for I, I might mess it up but i believe it's black star jeep um and uh and it's funny because he's like dude the workload here compared to rebel is like two different things like, yeah and so now he has this, he has this better pace of life. He's close to his family, so stoked for him. But he took time out of his life 
to come over here and help me install the new rip coil packs. Um, we installed the new coil packs. We got new plugs in that are cooler plugs. So everything should be running, like ideally should be running better. I did yeah. a full radiator flush, changed my hoses. The hoses were getting kind of like tired. Changed the hoses, got an actual proper Mopar thermostat, put that in. Um, and then I've got some of that 100,000 Mopar uh, um, radiator fluid, uh, the 50, well, it's not, it's the concentrate. So yeah. got that, put that in. So it's like the cooling system's been addressed. Uh, the ignition system's been addressed. Um Got a catch cam from Mishimoto. So my saw that looks good. So that blow by, you know, I had the blow by connected to the intake. Well, dude, that's a lot of blow by I get. Like there's a lot of oil in the in the supercharger and the and that's not what you want. Right. You know, so and it gets in a it gets into the intercooler and gets into your throttle body, gunks everything up, especially once yeah. you go through really silty roads. So the catch cam will help alleviate that where it'll it'll collect that, it won't blow it off to the atmosphere and you know, it's the right it's the better way of doing it than just sure. disconnecting it from the intake. Sure. Um what else did we do? Um oh, so I've been running the four person high country uh free oh, spirit right. recreation tent and it's still on here and we gotta Oh pull before it you move on, I wanna say you kept your catch can. Oh, not yeah. your catch can. Sorry, your overflow. Your overflow. <laughs> you you like that? I do. That's one of my favorite things that I, when you when you told me you were redoing all this, I was really hoping that you would keep it. But and I'm glad that you oriented it the way that you did. Yeah, <laughs> it's so awesome. so I use I use a Nalgene. It was it was given away for free at outdoor retailer uh, last year uh, during winter, and I believe it was winter, and yeah. uh, it was it was to reduce the impact on the environment. Um, by using reusable bottles and they had, right. like a, they had a, I think it was a Yeti sponsored water station. I'm, I'm not sure. But, uh, anyways, so these water stations, you can fill up your water bottle. Everyone's feeling really green and happy. And I got like three of them, um, because I could. And, uh, and so I used two of them actually when we go hiking or whatever, yeah. but I, I took one and I poked a hole in the top and it worked out perfect. Yeah. It's, it's been like in the there perfect for a long height, time. Yeah. Works out perfect. <laughs> And, it just sits in there perfectly. And I made sure that you could see that it is indeed BPA free. It's BPA free over overflow. <laughs> overflow radiator catch can. And it just, you know, it brings, I know the bright orange cap, like everything, it's so perfect. And it's got the leaders there on the <laughs> side yeah, too. It's got like the leaders. Me measurements, like it's perfect. And you know, it kind of takes me back to my import days where I used to use a what did I use? I used like a NOS or a monster uh, aluminum can, like yeah. those old we used to use aluminum cans for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so it kind of, it was kind of like a throwback to, to that life. That's awesome. Know? I'm glad you kept it. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, the tent now, the yep. tent, um, that four, four person high country tent is going to be the family condo when I do family trips. But, yep. you know, I was kind of looking at their odyssey and it looked like it was going to be a smaller tent, but it actually is the same footprint as the high country when collapsed. Actually, it just, might, it just doesn't fold open. It just well it doesn't fold open to that side right exactly it's actually but when it's closed it's the same so my biggest reason for going uh from uh Reiner rack to front runner was one i just liked the the video of that jeep getting lifted off the ground with it two um it's a longer rack so yep. it goes all it extends a little all more real estate yep. yeah a little bit more real estate and three you know i thought i'd be able to actually put stuff on it yes with my tent well with the with the four person high country, this tent is massive. It's still massive. This is a and massive tent. Granted, I could fit some firewood. I can tie off some firewood on the front of that rack with the little space that I have yeah. behind the light bar. Because you got what about six eight inches in the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I ended up doing was uh, I ended up going to iCamper. Yep. 
and talking to them. And I talked to Casey over at Free Spirit, and he totally understood. He's like, yeah, no, no worries. And I went to iCamper, and I told iCamper, look, Free Spirit's been nothing but good to me, and I don't plan on leaving them uh, because I love their four-person tent that I have. Uh, but I do need a two-person tent for myself when I go either me or me and my son. And I need the space on the front of that tent to yeah. store stuff. And this is what I love is when companies are like, yeah, they're confident enough of themselves right. to where they didn't, they don't need to be like, well, it's us or nothing. Right, exactly. You know, and uh, they fully supported the project and they got me their Sky Camp Mini. Yeah. And the Mini is t- a tent you normally would see maybe on a Subaru or a small compact. I've seen it on, on vehicles as small as a Mini Cooper. There you go. Yeah. So it's a, it's a smaller tent, right. but it's a two-person tent and it's got a lot of size and it's got all their great features and it's also a hard top. Yep. And it weighs about 55 pounds say, less yeah. than this tent. Yeah, because it comes in, I want to say, at like 105. Yeah. So, right? no, it's 125. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So the, the high country is 180 something. Oh, wow. So um, that's a lot. I'm losing 50 pounds on the tent. Yeah, I'm that's, losing that's a big difference. 50 pounds on the awning. So I'm not, I'm not taking the awning with me on this trip. So oh, okay. that's 100 pounds off the top that yeah. I'm losing. Um, that's significant. Yeah, it's a lot. That's significant, especially so high up on the vehicle. That's like, you're going to notice that for sure when it comes to those weight transfer moments. Totally. You know, from left to right. And there might be sure. some points where I might have to have Adam and the crew like help push on my rig so <laughs> I don't totally destroy the tent on the first trip out. But yeah, um, going into it, like this, this has been done with the intention of taking a tent on the Rubicon, doing yep. it fully loaded. Full overland stuff. Because you guys are camping on the Rubicon, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. We're going to be, we're taking our time. We're going yeah. real slow. Uh, we're going to be out there uh, for two days, um, two different campsites we're going to be on. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward. You know, it's funny when I started this project, the Rubicon was the bookend to the whole experience. So yeah. from getting stuck out in Wrightwood in my Subaru to building this Jeep and wanting to accomplish and, and, finished the rubicon um that's always been the goal yeah so here we go yeah no that's that's one of the reasons why i wanted to sit down today and and do this is because it's been such a journey right not you know in for you especially obviously i mean it's a a personal one for you right with with how this all got started and us doing the podcast and we kind of you know all the things that kind of came from your adventures and experiences and building kate and putting together that i was like You've done so much work over the last three weeks to this one, and you're gonna, and you still have about four four days to go, a- approximately, to wrap it all up. Yeah. That it's 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 worth like like you said, right? Bookending it, and mm-hmm. and kind of seeing how what how far it's come, how far the the experience has come, the knowledge, the the growth, and and then going on the Rubicon, which we'll cover in the next episode, and and seeing how it all went, but. Dude, I'm I'm fired up just have being able to be a part of it and have fun watching sure. kind of like like I said I said this when we did the Moab episode so if anyone hasn't listened to those you definitely should because those hands down are still probably some of my favorite episodes but like watching the the personal growth on that trip and then even now seeing like where you're at and I'm not saying that I'm that I'm better or that I've grown more or anything I'm just saying that as a friend seeing how far that you've come like it's been freaking rad man well my dick has definitely gotten bigger <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's right i can't i can't say a much i can't say enough about how how much your driver iq has grown yeah it's yeah. it's just completely completely just engorged with knowledge <laughs> like it's been fantastic um yeah i mean look it's when i when i think back when i first started this g project i was always adventurous but i had no experience yeah 
um, and there were there were a lot of missteps along the way. And now that now as I've grown into it and I've kind of understood like what it's what it takes to do some of the things I want to do and what I've seen uh, people within the industry and friends do. Um, I feel like I'm in a way better place. Yeah. And I, and I bring this up because I want people to understand, you know, we have a wide range of people that are listening, right? People that are very experienced and people that are just getting into it. Mm-hmm. And I want, I don't want them to be afraid to try. Yeah. Right. And to, and to like adventure because we all started somewhere. Right. And it's, it really is just a matter of putting yourself out there and trying it and, and having the drive to, to see it through. Well, it's, you know, <sighs> God, uh, so many of us get handicapped by the things that we're scared of. Exactly. A hundred percent. Either it's asking for that raise at work, um, asking that girl out on a date. Yep. Um, just asking yourself to be good enough. You know, yep. like we, we are constantly afraid of the things that we truly want. And it's fear of the unknown. Fear right? of the unknown. And yeah. One thing I, I think I kind of attribute to my mom actually is my mom was always of the opinion, like, don't ever be scared of anything. Like, always always consider that things will work out like right. she had a, she has a very not hot she thank god she's still with us um she always had a very optimistic view of like life and the the opportunities that life gives you right right and so i've kind of taken that to heart i think through through a lot of things not always not always perfect at it but through a lot of things and one of the things that i applied it to was this jeep and was living this life and being about this this adventure and you know shit i mean Maybe it didn't go about it the best way, but, you know, I ended up leaving 5.11 and pursuing what I truly loved, which was off-road and outdoors and camping and, you know, got the gig with KC and truly just was able to live the life that I wanted, you know? And we've we've kind of touched on this in the past, but it's like really like, you know, if people are out there at whatever level you're at, it's like whether it's you want to work on your Jeep or whatever, there's a, there's a few things you have to be realistic about. One is you will probably break something. Yeah. And so if you have, if that's your one mode of transportation, you have work on Monday and you're doing your project on Saturday, don't do it. Right. <laughs> you know, or be prepared to call in sick for a couple right. of days or a week or get a ride from your mom. Like, yeah. um, there's yeah. a good chance you will fuck your, uh, your shit up. And so be prepared for that. Um, but if you go into it intelligently and with the, with the knowledge that, you know, with at least the understanding of what could happen. Sure. Um, so your expectations are managed, then there's really like, uh, the, probably the closest father figure I ever had, this guy, um, Dwayne, um, he told me, he goes, Ali, there is nothing you can ever break that you can't fix. And this is back yeah. when I had a Honda. Yeah. And so with those words, I tackled everything and anything that ever like kind of, That's I, felt, true. I felt I was confident enough to like at least try. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not totally sure of it, but at least willing to try. So you know, pulling out the rear axle assembly, like Martin said, yeah, you should probably, we could do this on chassis, but you know, you're better off pulling your axle off and we'll do it off chassis. And I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what you're asking? Do do you even know who you're talking to? (laughs) Right. Never done this. (laughs) And so he left. And later that day I started pulling links off. Started undoing bolts. I started undoing bolts. And I'm like, okay, this one's off. Hey, there's only like seven things, eight things left. I'm like, okay pull off okay there's only six things left you know and and slowly one at a time i did it until the whole axle assembly dropped and then ripped my plugs out i'm like fuck and so like lesson learned <laughs> right mistake you know? number one yeah <laughs> mistake number one but yeah. but the axle was out and it's and it can be fixed and it can be fixed and absolutely and I'm, and I'm fixing it as and i speak. think that's a good kind of allegory for most of life's challenges right one step at a time man right like you know look at you, you break it up into pieces and you do step one 
Oh, okay. That worked out. Step two. Oh, that worked out. Step, and you just keep going before you know it. You're done, man. It's 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 you're there. So it's you know, an, it's it's cool. It's an interesting period of life right now. And yeah. ask questions. Sorry, that's my number one thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions well, and ask for help. Afraid to ask for help. One yeah, of my biggest huge. pet peeves is people who get all elitist and shit on people for asking what they perceive <laughs> as dumb questions. And it's like, and and then people feeling guilty or feeling down about asking the question. Don't, man. Forget those people. We all started somewhere. None of us were born knowing everything. Like if, if well, I want. If I want anyone to take anything from this podcast, it's that. It's that. Those assholes myself, won't be there to help you. Exactly. Hey, ex- exactly it. Not only do they not matter, but they're definitely not going to be there to help you if things go sideways. So screw them. So they don't matter. Move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, fuck them. Like, you do you. As long as you're not one of these, like, jackasses going out on the trail and, like, fucking shit up or going out of your limits, like, beyond yeah. your limits. and Don't like, expect people to constantly bailing you out. Yeah, dude. Don't yeah. be that guy. Don't um, be that guy. But, you know, uh, have your network of friends and call on them and be there for them when they need you to. Uh, that's a big part. It's got to be reciprocal. But what I was yes. going to say is um, the wife and I have gone through a lot uh, in this past few months. Yeah, and absolutely. Kind of reached ahead this week where we did lose our third child, which we were, you know, we hadn't planned on, but we were really excited about. And, you know, just life, dude. Life. And we talked about it, how, you know, we talked about it, I think it was the last episode that you said, you know, you guys were expecting. Yeah, so that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because <laughs> this whole announcement, and you know, unfortunately, it's not going to go the way we thought it was going to yeah. go. And again, not to not to bring anybody down, but it's just life. And it's funny because I posted about it, and a bunch of people kind of came through with responses that you know they've either gone through it, are going through it, um, have gone through it, like you know, to where they've gone past it and had more children since. Right. Um, but it. Uh, the one constant was everyone was pretty stoked on having somebody speak about it. Yes, I was, I was just forum. about to say that. I was just about to say that it's something that it's it's common. I mean, it's just part of life. It's part of, you know, having children. And it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about. Right. right? It, it For as common as it is, like my, my parents went through it. I think my mom lost four yeah. that, I, that I know of, you know, when we were growing up. And when I say we were growing up is because I have six years over my brother. And so when this was happening, I was in my teens, my mm-hmm. early teens. So I was well aware of it. And, you know, it happens a lot. I think I think more than, I mean, at least people that have, people that have gone through it probably know. More than people talk about. Exactly. A lot more than people talk about. Yeah. And I think that's the big takeaway. It's uh, the, the one constant was everyone talking about how nobody talks about it. Yeah. And so I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, it could help. And I'm glad people can get something from that experience. And, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely like, you know, Every day is getting easier, and it's funny because we had our 13th year. Well, technically, our 13th year anniversary happens in uh, on the 17th, but we celebrated yesterday, and um, it was just, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of change, and it was a lot of, uh, it was like, good, good and bad, um, all at once, you know, and. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm I'm getting to that point where I'm like, where, where the fuck was I going with this? <laughs> um, it's I think it's I think it's kind of where we started the episode, right? Like it's how things can change in an instant, and you know, like you said, you just, there's you have these moments of highs and lows, and you know, at the end of the day, what you probably should what what you can always come back to for comfort is in is is in gratitude for the people that you do have. Right. And for the relations that you have and the situation that you have, like your, your, the children you have, the wife you have. Right. The friends that you have. Right. It's not focused necessarily on the loss, even though it is 
you know, something that needs to be addressed and and grieved, it's you you find your you find your way out of it by focusing on what you have. Take a quick break. Yes, sir. Back in a minute. My emotions starting to get to Yeah, it's alright. Lost my, uh... Lost my, uh... Yeah. It's been a hell of a week. Yeah, it has been. You seriously think life's gonna go one way and then it just... Exactly. No, and I I think that's, that's it. Like you said, right? That's... constantly battling this kind of pull of not, of not knowing where life is going to pull you and so part of part of our everyday struggle is is pulling against it to not go the way it's pulling you and then sometimes it just completely hits you with a four by four on the side of the, on the side of the head you know and you wake up in an emergency room yeah you know like you just you, there's it was so funny because i was working on the jeep like that saturday and uh and I came into the room, into the bedroom. It was like late at night by that point. And I just flopped on the bed and we were joking around and Ashton wanted to go play Legos. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like half asleep, right? Go into the room to go play Legos. And I hear this like, Ali? I'm like, fuck. And then you know that voice. Yeah, like, you, that, that, yeah, you could hear it. You could hear it. Yeah. And I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't even respond at first. I'm like, no, no, no. You didn't hear you didn't hear it that way you heard it different like, yeah you want to you want to think that you that it was you not her yeah nope it was exactly it what was I, your misinterpretation of yeah yeah that's hard and we don't have to get into it beyond what we've already said well that's fine yeah. you want another drink yeah yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I think uh I think it's just been a lot going on and I've uh it's easy to lose my train of thought right now. Well, to be to be fair, that's a rough topic. I mean, that's an emotional topic. It's a that's that's big. That's not something that you just that you can so soon after maybe even have a conversation about and not feel something and not get choked up about it. Yeah. Like that's there's a lot of emotion just around planning your life for the future when you hear that news, right? Yeah. A lot of kind of in your head building things up and, and well, like, you start to and plan. start planning yeah, exactly. You start to plan everything. And, yeah. Um, when like it doesn't happen, it yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, were you still recording when we were talking? When off? we put yeah, when we took the break for a little bit, yeah, up until we went to get drinks. Again. It'd be interesting to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for those of you, I'm not sure. So you you either heard it or you didn't. <laughs> if you didn't hear it, it's because I couldn't salvage it, um, because the mics were too far from us. If you did hear it, then, you know, I mean, I've I've never had a bad time with allowing shit that I've gone through to help others. Um, so yeah, if anyone can find something out of that, to uh, you know, we don't have to go through things alone. Uh, exactly, it kind of goes back to. To doing things with your friends or not being too ashamed or to ask for help to ask for help is you know when we were going through everything we've gone through i think one thing that's helped my wife is the people who just kind of volunteered their own experiences and brought that into like her 
understanding and and allowing her to relate to them and right um and making her feel like you know she's being related too and she's not going through it alone right and it's like it's it's amazing that women and it's not just her other women have said like you know or even men to me have said like hey it's felt felt lonely yeah feels lonely as shit and you think you're kind of by yourself with like i'm the one going through this no one else knows how i feel but the reality is there's a lot of people unfortunately who do know how you feel exactly you know when you when you hear about miscarriages like you think of them as these things that just kind of happen at the beginning you don't realize that maybe the parents have heard the heartbeat correct and have named the child yeah and have already envisioned there's emotional attachment already yeah what the room's gonna look like and love and there's like uh your family's suddenly grown in your mind right larger yeah so you know if you are going through a tough time whether it's something like that or you know anything like just know that a you're not alone and it's a very long life and things can change you know constantly and you know we had we had had we had gone through this once before and um we thought that was it and then we ended up having ashton and he's like the most amazing kid so which i found out is he's called a rainbow baby i guess uh, oh really it's the baby that comes after you have a miscarriage it's oh, called no a kidding. rainbow baby, like the rainbow at the end of the storm yeah or whatever um the things you learn right. uh, <laughs> but i think you're right like that's that's probably the most important point there is that i think that the worst thing you could do is not say anything yeah. Right. And, and try and go through it alone. Like, I think that's true for so many things in life, you know, from from, you know, losing your home yeah. to, you know, losing a, a child, a family member. Those are all things that many people have experienced. And and same thing with other traumas in life. Right. There's very few traumas in life that are unique to you and or have happened only once to write in, in society. Totally. And. You know, sometimes it helps to know that you're not the only one that that other people do Dude, know what you're doing. A hundred percent. And you know what? I I figured out where my tangent was going. Yeah. We were we were kind of talking about how life changes and like how I was such a novice when this when I first started this project to where it kind of got to now. And I was, you know, I truly relate that to just life in general. That you never know where you're going to be at life at any given point. Right. Um. Just to be like, you know, we're. We went through this miscarriage and then we, we just celebrated our 13th year anniversary. And the reality is, is we had Jackson um, 10 years ago. He's 10 yeah. now. And uh, shortly after he was born, we went through a really rough time. And this was back during the 2000, uh, right, like a year, it was, he was about a year. So it was a year after the, the recession, we yeah. lost the house lost my job that's a tough time to have a young child oh dude super tough and a lot of stress and ultimately um it was a you know i i got very like reclusive inside of myself um and ashley and i almost separated during that time oh wow and uh you know celebrating our 13th year now is amazing given the fact that we almost didn't make it through our like third or fourth or whatever it was at that time and i guess i bring this up just to say like on one hand it's easy to dwell on the negative right of you know losing losing the child and but on the other side i look at it as like wow how big is life how long and large is life to where what you thought was what it was isn't going to be what it is a year from now five years from now ten years from now and so that guy who got his subaru stuck is now you know some super low-level minor influencer on Instagram <laughs> has a Jeep project which he just stripped and reassembled together 
which you know has everything um been lucky and fortunate enough to be able to build this amazing uh project with so many sponsors and friends like yourself and matt and um you know so many other people martin who've like you know everyone has just come together to like really help uh make this happen um even my buddy alex from drifting.com who did all the video work at the beginning to the initial sponsors that, that came on board um you just don't know where your life is gonna go yeah and one thing that i've always i learned this pretty early on um it's always helped me kind of get through rough patches um, because all of us have had like gut punches in life yeah. where, where we just felt like that particular moment was it in the dick. You're like, that's it. This is it. I'm not going to recover from this. This is not, this is, this is rock bottom. And I don't know how I'm ever going to, going to recover from this or get back to where I was or, you know, it's at, it's at that moment where perception is reality. Right. And I only have this to say after 40 plus years of being on this planet is that if you're listening to this podcast, then obviously whatever that was didn't end you. Right. It wasn't you, you made it through it and you kept going and life kept going and you kept evolving and growing and persevering. And that's going to be the case for everything that happens to you and everything the, you're going through right now the, and everything you're going through right now. The day that something comes that ends you, you know what? It's not going to fucking matter because you're not going to be around. You're going to gonna be done. You're yeah, gonna be you're going to be done. You're not <laughs> going to be around to feel the pain or the sadness. Right. So until that day happens, like, just know that yes it sucked yes it was horrible but it's not the end of you it's not the end of the story it's not the end of what's coming you know 5 10 15 20 years from now right dude. it's 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 only it's only a problem today dude that's i think you know fuck we're going so deep on this one um you know i've battled with depression a lot in my life and when i look at things like suicide it seems like such an easy out but dude, like if you get to the point of where suicide's an option, it's almost like you just got handed like the cheat codes for life. Like anything is possible now. Like, yeah, I think people get to suicide and they're like, oh, life's over, done. I, that, like I said, I have nowhere to go from here. But but right? you have everywhere to go. Exactly. Dude, you that's, could go be a fucking hermit in Kathmandu. Like, yeah, you know, that's, like that's the part that I think people. And again, I'm not making this light of depression because depression is. It, it's one of those things too where that's part of the the insidiousness of depression right is that it blinds you to these possibilities yeah right that's kind of that's part of it and so you know when you're in that moment you have to remind yourself that you have nowhere to go but up right you're at the bottom 100 percent. at this moment you are at the bottom there is nowhere to go but up you could literally make any choice and it will be better than where you are right now, whether it is going well, to Kathmandu. Not necessarily. I mean, you can make a lot of bad choices too. You, you could, could. Okay, let me. <laughs> you could take that <laughs> with, next hit. Within reason. You know, like, within reason. Like, I mean, all my point is, is that if you set your mind at that point. Anything in set, a positive direction yes, is a plus. Yeah, at that point, if you set your mind and saying, look, I'm at rock bottom. What can I do that's positive? Even if it's calling up a friend and saying, hey, dude, you mean a lot to me. You're, you know, anything positive. At that point, anything positive that you can do in your life is literally a step up. A step forward. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and that's, and just like we just talked about, I don't want to make light of it, but just like we just talked about assembling an entirely disassembled Jeep, one step at a time, man. One foot in front of the other. Take that one first step. Accomplish it. Look back and say, yep, that's one step further. And then take another and take another and just keep going. Before you know it, you're going to be miles away from that problem. And that's, I mean, that's really what, 
what a lot of it is, is just you being willing to see through the darkness, to see through the cloud and know that it's not permanent. Nothing is permanent in this world. Nothing. Well, it's not like, even the pain. And just make sure you have people around you who are going to like support the, that mentality because I think yeah. that's a big part of it too. Yep. Like, if you have people in your life who are either just clown, they like clown you for like the life you want to live or they're not supportive of the, the positive directions you want to go in. It's time for new friends, new it people. It really is time for new friends at that point. Yeah. You're yeah. not, you're probably not in the right, you're probably not even living the right lifestyle you need to live yeah. with the right people around you. So, yep. um, you know, I'm not going to get into the weeds of why I think I'm a decent person to talk to it, talk to that whole subject, but just take my word for it. Like you probably need to get yourself, you need to get yourself a better life. And then those, the right friends will come with that and say something, right? Don't be afraid to get, to say something and to get help, whether it's professional help or even, to, or even as a start with tell, tell your friends, you know, yep. whether it's depression or it's a family issue. Like, I think that's one of the things that we, and I'm going to, controversial not i'm gonna say it as men that we are we're emotionally just retarded like we're just stunted we were not raised that way i know i wasn't i and i've ali we've talked about this where mm-hmm. shannon sometimes gets really mad at me because i don't i i keep everything you to internalize, myself. Yeah. i internalize everything yep. and that's because the way that i was raised it was drilled into me you know i heard it all the time when i was a kid your problems are your own Right. Don't make your problems somebody else's problems. You figure out how to solve your own problems. And yes, in some degree, that's all. That's that's good advice. You do want to get yourself out of your problems, but that doesn't mean everything. There are some things that you need help with. There are some things that you suck at. Yeah. <laughs> You're just not good at doing yep. it by yourself. And you need. And you just can't. You can't take that mentality and use it across the board. Right. You have to be able to. You have to like suck it up and sack up and reach out and know that sometimes other people are better suited to help you out. Totally. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Um, I was thinking about some of the people who reached out and like, you know, I went through this right when that, uh, George Floyd, you know, issue went down. I was like, Oh, talking about all this Jeep shit, stupid means nothing. Like the world's like going through COVID and like unrest. And then people reached out and were like, no dude, the Jeep stuff's what kind of gets me through it. And I didn't fully get that. And so I just went through all this shit recently right? where I've been like literally killing hours out here yeah. and it has been so therapeutic yeah. and such a nice reprieve, like between being there for my wife, which I am. So don't say, don't think that I'm just out <laughs> that here. You went out to be a recluse yeah, to recluse. work on your, to work on your vehicle. No, no, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> no, that's there. not what happened. Still there for the wife. <laughs> and I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, but for myself, it has been, it's been a feeling that, you know, I can work through my shit while I work through this and I feel like I'm still going forward on something, even though it feels like something went severely, horribly backwards, you know? So I get it. I get it. Like, you know, I'm glad that I'm part of a community that is as passionate uh, about this as I feel like I am and that we all find some type of emotional reprieve in, you know, just working on our Jeeps or our rigs or, you know, our Land Rovers, our FJs or whatever, Toyotas, um, that we're all kind of in it together that we find right. some kind of joy in all this. Um, right. Because it's been a huge help for me. This is how our stunted emotional brains deal with pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put an axle back together. <laughs> I've provided something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hope that, I hope that everyone got something good out of this. Um, this episode is obviously just us. Um, 
I thought it would be a fantastic story. We thought it would be a fantastic story. I don't um, know. I feel like I did a disservice to the people where we didn't really get into the weeds of like a lot of the stuff that has been going on with this rig. But I think if I, I think it's been a while since we've had a good like yes, heart to heart. I know? agree. A hundred percent. I agree. There was some value there. And yeah. Um, who knows? And, who knows and we'll be able to like, through. we'll be able to do part two of this. Sure. Right. When you get back, cause you're going to next weekend you leave for the Rubicon. Right. And we can, we can pick up where we left off as far as the mechanical work. Cause you still have something to do. So we'll pick off where you left off. Um, pick up where you left off, excuse me, um, mechanical work and getting the new tent up there, how yep. that worked out all if, if your plans, um, if everything worked out according to plan, right. Right. As far as getting space and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and, um, and getting a good night's rest and then, you know, and then, and then actually how the Rubicon went. Cause I'll be honest with you. I'm super hesitant on taking the FJ on the Rubicon. Sure. Um, I, I, I know I've seen FJs do it. I've seen. You know, I think Toyota actually did it the first year they released the FJ, 2007. They Everybody a, does it. It's yeah. like the trial It's by like fire. the trial. By, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know why. Partially, I know why. Because, A, I, I, don't, I don't like rock crawling. I don't like doing 22 sure. miles in, yep. in three or four days. <laughs> that just doesn't appeal to me. It's not my style. Um, if that was the case, I would have bought a Jeep. The Mojave Road's more your... The Mojave yeah. Road's more my style, 100%. Yeah. I like covering miles, um, like hundreds of miles. Um, but anyways, I digress. So I... I, that being said, I love hearing the stories. I love watching those videos and I love seeing, you know, kind of re- reveling in other people's um, challenges and then, and the, you know, and eventual successes. So, and I think a lot of people listening do too. So I'm, I'm super looking forward to that episode. Too. I mean, I do wish you were coming just cause it's going to be such a great time. Adam, who is our friend. Yep. Um, oh, that one dude. Oh, oh he's got some new mods too. Oh, that bro guy. Yeah. His, yeah. It's freaking 2.0. I saw that. It's amazing. Titan rig. Um, but yeah, Adam's kind of putting it all together. And me and him have been talking about this trip for like months now. Um, so he's kind of, I mean, love the guy. He's like, dude, Ali, I've put this whole trip together around you. I'm like, shit. That's so rad. No pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be done. I promise. Um, but, you know, even if even if I end up having to go Friday morning, like at 1 a.m. to get out there, I will. Um, but, yeah, so he, he put this trip together. It's like a great itinerary. Going to be a good time. Um, I've already got like kebab marinating you know for one meal for the group yep. um looking forward to just kind of getting back to basics coming back to center uh would have liked to have had the the family there but you know it's not going to be that trip right this time around um you know it's really kind of like me finishing this like i said finishing this chapter putting that bookend on um but yeah man it's going to be a good time we got a great crew uh, a lot of good friends are coming on this trip and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, sharing pictures. And, you know, also uh, we'll be taking some photos for some potential features in, uh, in a magazine. And nice. I think that's been part of like some of the work that I've been doing on the Jeep has been a little bit cosmetic as well just to get things looking pretty. And oh, nice. yeah. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah. We'll post some teasers because, man, you've been doing some work. Yeah. It looks good. I think, you know, it looks if, so good. If my sponsors weren't happy before, hopefully they are. And if they're not, then there is no pleasing you. Right. Um, <laughs> You're impossible. <laughs> You're, and, sorry, bro. That's oh, I can't say much more than this. This is it. Uh, if anyone else has done this for you, then good. But uh, <laughs> right, I don't think a lot of people have. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. It's it's a lot of cool things and a lot of organization. And yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to share the images later. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. So on that note, pay some bills. Just pay some bills. All right. So first up is obviously our longtime sponsor, supporter, good friends and family, KC. Um, they've been with us from the very beginning. And as you guys know, there's a, a very strong family um, that's huge, built around that. Huge family. Around the KC family. And 
not just the family, but the product, um, everything. I mean, they're they're really just they're just they're just great all around. And, and as of today, which should be the twenty fourth, I believe, is it the twenty fourth? Yeah, I think this comes out on the twenty fourth. Go ahead, log on to Flexera. Or actually, no, log on to KCHighlights.com. You're going to see a banner for the new Flexera 3 light. Yeah. And the pre-order is on right now. What? Not only is the pre-order on, but as of the 18th, which is in a few days, we'll go live with our Heatwave collaboration. Oh. So the sunglasses are going to go live. What? And so right now, if you go on to KCHighlights.com, and there's only 50 units that we're selling of the pair packs of the Flexera series. Yeah. Uh, it's a really bitchin'-ass triangular uh, light. It's got a combo and spot spread. Yep. Um, you order now. We're going to ship it out ASAP. So you'll probably get it before anybody else. That's awesome. And it'll come with a free pair of these Heatwave sunglasses. It's the it's the Vice frame. It comes in a flex amber lens or a black lens. Yeah. It's got the three stripes, the KC three stripes. A lot of Toyota guys think it's theirs, but let me tell you, I think KC got it. I jump on you <laughs> uh, from back in the day. Um, but we've got we've got that, and so yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a solid set of ditch lights or some really high-powered accessory lights, this is it's a new form factor. It's it's new, it's improved. It's like a pretty badass yeah. little unit. That's so, kick-ass. Yeah, and I've seen them. I, I've seen them on the trail. Well, you, yeah, you came out on yeah. that one filming. Yeah, I mean, it's been those things are they're, they're badass. I'm super excited about these lights. Super high output for like such a small form factor. It's it's bitching. So yep. please come check it out. Buy yourself a pair. Get yourself a pair of these heat waves. Otherwise, you could still buy the heat waves. Uh, they'll be sold online as well uh, from the 18th on until a while supplies last. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so stoked at all the cool shit we have coming out. Like a lot of cool videos um, around the flex and just a lot of work, a lot of love uh, from the team. I mean, this is truly this year has been the most, I think, pivotal year for KC that even amongst all this COVID bullshit, not a single person's been laid off. Yeah. Um, and we've been building. That's awesome. So not a lot of people have been able to say that. Yeah. I'm stoked that we are. Yep. That's fantastic. That's yep. fantastic. And go ahead and use that. Uh, you won't be able to use it towards the, the, the flexes. They're, they're, they're exempt. But if there's anything else you want from KC, use uh, RFDKC uh, code and you'll get yourself a little uh, discount on, uh, on your lights. Sweet. Um, next up is Gear Forward. For fuck's sake, dude. Give them some stuff. Dude. Clean your garage. Give them some stuff. When are we going to give them some stuff? <laughs> like this COVID thing is like cramped. That's the one thing that I'm really more depressed about than anything is the fact that we haven't been able to Bro. gather, do our meetups, and been able to collect stuff for Gear Forward. Like he probably thinks that we just completely flaked. And I've got the a planet. pile at the front of the garage right now. Yeah, that I can show you. Yeah, it's a tent, and I've got a couple bags. Oh, me too. Yeah, I've got a pile at my house too. Old Coleman Linton. Yeah, you know, like yep. ready to go. So, you, so the reason I bring this up is obviously we want you to, to reach out to them. Um, you don't need us to yeah, donate to them. This is true. You can, you can go to them directly. Um, they'll give you all the information that you need to, to send them your, your tent, sleeping bags. Like I just saw that Gear Forward posted a thing on Instagram. They're on Instagram, and they got an awesome donation from someone in San Diego that included a camelback, um, a couple of, ba of backpacking backpacks, yes. tent, uh, backpacking tents and sleeping bags and sleeping pads. Like someone seriously gave them a full setup, which is fantastic. So whoever you are in San Diego, you rock, and you can you guys awesome. can do that too, right? Reach out to Gear Forward; they'll they'll tell you where to send the stuff, and feel free stoke out some kids. This just because COVID is going on, give them the gear they need to socially distance and give themselves a better future. That's all I can say. Adventure further. Adventure further. Exactly. Um, 
yeah man i mean it's 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 a little thing you can do that goes a, a very long long way yep and finally the last thing you can do for us is <laughs> is go to our website rigforyear.com go to the shop button and check out pretty our now. new it's looking pretty it's yeah looking pretty. check out the uh so far so good patch yeah. um help us out with the gas money and <laughs> check it out it's true it's an awesome patch i'm i think it's i might be biased but i think it's freaking i think it's the best patch we've done um, it's a nice patch. It is a nice patch. So check it out. Uh, we'll send it out to you. Keep in mind, you know, the U.S. Post Office is having their own drama right now. So it'll be a little slow, but it'll get to you. It'll get to you. It'll get to you. So check that out. And um, I do most of the shipping, too, so I might be yeah. a little slow. So sorry. <laughs> if we're out adventuring, it'll it'll happen on the next the next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on that note, um, you know where to find us, rigfordirt.com, rigfordirt on the Instagrams and Facebook. We have a new Rig for Dirt Facebook group. Yep. That you can jump on if you want to get in touch with us and have a conversation. We're always in there checking it out. If, if you come out to the meetups, and by the way, speaking of the meetups, we are talking about how we're going to start this in a safe manner. I know Correct. there's a lot of groups out there that are doing stuff, and no offense to them, they're doing their thing, and I know people want to get out and do their thing. We're trying to be safe, and we're trying to keep you guys in mind. I mean, I've gone out and done a lot of things, so it's not as if I necessarily have a problem with it, but just trying to be responsible and doing the best for everyone. Um, with the knowledge that we have and the Correct. information we have, we're working on doing it, bringing the meetups back in a safe. Correct. Point. Okay. Yep. So. We definitely have not left it by the by the side, no. by the wayside. So, um, on that note, I'm Frank. You can find me at Trucky McTruckface, and I'm Ali. You could get me at Kate the Jeep. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.